Green, purple, blue. I don't care what color the jello is, but I am slurping the living nightmare out of that. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, and the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Kiss the girls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the estimable Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? I'm I'm pretty good. It's good nice. to see you. It's yeah, good to we, see you. Go ahead. Folk, folks, we're doing this via the internet. We are not in Brownwall. This is the first, and hopefully not not the only way we're going from here on, but we are doing this via the plague. Uh, in order to keep continuity, to get us closer to the prince, we're doing it for you. <laughs> we're all doing those, the social, the social distance thing. Yeah, all those comments you guys have been posting, all the retweets and shares, and all the reviews on iTunes, we are not ignoring those. So we are doing what you've been begging us for. Begging. It's a, it's a service. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of the podcast, you could tell there's just not many podcasts that made it through this so far. You know, there's just there. There's none left. When the economy goes to hell, the first thing to go are podcasts. Everybody knows that. I I was obviously kidding because I keep seeing people tweet about how do you start a podcast? (laughs) Everybody's starting. So there are already too many. And now people are starting more. But I hope nobody takes our original idea. Which is we do a movie podcast. What do you think some of the podcasts would have been during the depression? Oh, it's such a good, such a good question. Um, I did. You know, what is a microphone? Like, did they even have? They, you know. Oh yeah, they did. Absolutely. They had a microphone back then. When was the microphone invented? That's a that's a scintillating question. I would say early to early nineteen hundreds. Do you think so? Yeah, It, it wasn't invented. It was actually discovered. Somebody, oh, found, yeah? somebody found one. Yeah. Hmm. So, and they said, what is this? And somebody said, I believe it's an uh, omnidirectional. And that's how it all started. <laughs> and then uh, they, they said, I shall, I shall start a podcast. Yeah. The, the, that'd be a good, let's, oh, you, I, why? I just zoomed into your face. There we go. Um, oh, God. There, you could zoom in. You could zoom in on the Movie Microscope podcast, just so you know. You could zoom in. So if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is, the show where we zoom in, we watch a film with a set of defeated eyes and we and we we sadly uh, look at it and think about it. And then uh, we pull out the stuff that makes the breaks and whatever's left, you know, 
You know, so if we're talking about the United States of Leland, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where Ryan Gosling finds uh, a, a, a deceased child and tries to burp it. We'd be talking about the little moments. What the, what the, what's the United States of Leland? I sort of remember it. I don't, I don't remember it that well. I think it's like a juvie hall kind of thing or something like that. I don't know that. I didn't know my man was in it. Ryan yeah, Gosling. I think he might be the Bo- star. Man, say something about Ryan Gosling. Do it. Box office poison. Is it not true? La La Land. That's true. I guess that was a hit. I love him. I think he's, I like watching his movies. Super funny. Surprisingly but, funny. But he, uh, he's had his little trouble um, getting people to come see his films. Not the notebook. That's a long time ago, Nick. I'm Not, thinking. The place I'm thinking, between uh, the pines or. First well, that, man. Was a, that was a huge hit. Uh, first man, obviously Blade Runner. 20. Yeah. 20, whatever that. 49, I think. And then, yeah. of course, the Shane Black follow-up to Iron yeah. Man 3. Nice, guys. Which I really like. All Big those Short, movies. Like. Big Short was a hit. Yeah, It was, yeah. Drive was sort of a hit. Drive was a hit, yeah. yeah so, I mean, but, I mean, late, lately. I mean, Crazy Stupid Love. What yeah. do you think of that movie? I like that movie, kind of. I didn't hate it. Somebody, I, There's somebody that surprised me with being being good in it. Uh, Marissa Tomei? No. Steve Steve Carell? No, it was, it was Jonah Bobo. <laughs> that movie's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, go ahead. No, we, we love him. We love the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I do. But we're doing He's a, funny. He's a funny dude, like you said. I'm going to keep a, talking over you every time. We're doing a big one today. Oh, of course. A super big one. <laughs> Why? We've been listening to your requests. That change.org petition is paying off, guys. We're going to do it. <laughs> Kiss the girls, guys. Why did <laughs> Why did you want to do this movie? Like what 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 was the <clears throat> I, I mean, we, I know it needs to be zoomed in, but why did you pick it? I think we've we've talked about it before. It seems like it's in our brand, and it was free. Yeah, and it also features it. a lot of kind of important people to the podcast. I wouldn't say Hall of Famers, but important people to the podcast. I watched it on Netflix, but it's also available on Amazon where you watched it. That's right. Right? Yeah, so I got to see the Amazon cut, which is a little different. I know you're kidding. There's definitely not a different cut of this movie, is there? No, in, in the version on Amazon Prime, Richard mm-hmm. T. Richard T. Jones's voice is done by Denzel Washington. <laughs> I got news for you; they updated the Netflix one then because he he definitely sounds like Denzel in that too. Oh, shit. Um, in in your version, did Ashley Judd uh, underact or overact during <laughs> uh, some scenes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about the cast uh, and the and and the, of course the genius behind the book that this movie is based on. Is this the first Patterson book? 
We've done? I think, the, I think so. Oh, Is there a lot of James Patterson material on screen? Yeah. I know he's a prolific author. What is that thing? Zoo? That's his TV show. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a lot of dog shit out there. I mean, he's hey, done plenty. How dare you? How dare you disparage James Patterson? I always love James Patterson because he, do, he does his own commercials. He's like, um, remember when Dave Thomas used to do Wendy's commercials? Yeah. Patterson's out there slinging his books and he's doing, he's doing his own. He's like a New York guy doing, you know, I'm James Patterson, you know, and he's talking about his, his, uh, his books. I don't know if he still does it, but yeah, he's done. Look him up plenty. He's done plenty. All right. Let me hear it. Well, okay. So obviously the big coming out party was child of darkness, child of light for TV. Okay. And then this big boy hit in 97. And then I think you talked about this the other day, Miracle on the 17th Green with Robert <laughs> with Robert Urich. I think you talked about that. Uh, along came a spider, which we'll do on here at some point. And then like First to Die, Suzanne's Diary for Nicholas, Women's Murder Club, Sundays at Tiffany, all sorts of crap up until Alex Cross with Tyler Perry. Yeah, so his his main guy, his his main the guy he writes about is Alex Cross, the forensic, uh, I guess, what is he, a forensic specialist, forensic? Uh, he's, a, he's a psychologist. Psychologist, yeah, psychologist. And so Alex Cross is, um, is the main character in his, in his series of books where Alex Cross um, tries to solve, I guess, sex crimes, it seems. So, or kidnappings or something. Kidnappings. I don't know what he does. He's just all over the place. He waits for but, them to become a sex crime and then he does something. And then he, and then he, because he know, and he's very smart. He's just this really sharp dude played by Morgan Freeman in, in, in two movies. And then later by Tyler Perry, when they tried to reboot the Alex Cross franchise a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. He's great. He's rock solid. One of the better characters. Did you ever see the Tyler Perry reboot? Yeah. Just sim simply titled Alex Cross. Yeah, of course. All right. Before we dive into this one. We'll do that one on which here. Is, let's talk a little bit about that reboot. It's specifically about Matt. Uh, is it Matthew Shepard? Fox. Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox. Matthew Shepard. Oh, my God. Matthew Fox. And he's supremely jacked in that movie, like too ripped. Right, we talked about this last show a little bit. People that get too ripped for films. Yep, Matthew Fox went haywire. So he how did. was he in that? How was he in that film? Forgettable. We get a. <laughs> what about his muscles? The funny thing is, is you could tell in every frame of that film that he had everything riding on this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the reason we. Wait, there's no more. Um, and re remember, though, he was also fantastic in World War Z. He was in. He well, originally had kind of a bigger role, remember, and then the rewrites yeah. rewrote him out. Like, you mind if I zoom in a little bit? Mm hmm Played Jack on Lost. Nice. <laughs> and now he's just playing Jack. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. The kiss. What's, what's your uh, history with Kiss the Girls? I have one. I, I read the book. I, you know, I was a big fan of the big fan of Gary Fleeter. 
Okay, what's yours? So my his well, why were you a big fan of Gary Fleeter, the director of this film? Thanks because, to Dylan Denver. Thanks right. And uh, and uh, one of my friends is in it. So right, yeah. And did, when you watched, did you did you spot her in this? No, no. Actually, I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw if I knew beforehand or afterwards that she was going to be in it. But was she one of the kidnapped girls? Yeah, she is, and you see her very. It's it's almost as if. Fleeter intentionally made her the least important one because she's always on the far left of the frame. And when mm. they're panning through the photos of the, of on the, on the police board, there's only one shot where she's on it. Every, every other time it's other people. So you're telling me Casanova, he, she wasn't uh, on the top five for him. I'd like to think that he had had his way with her for so long that he was just more interested in the newer pieces. Oh my god! Yeah, I think she was one of his early early arrivals, and was just tattered. And she was playing it safe. She wasn't breaking any rules, right? Um, all right, so this so let's talk about the plot of this film. You know, we you know Morgan Freeman is definitely the star, and like my history of the with the film is I've seen this movie probably at least four times. I don't know why I saw it in the theater. Um, I I don't I, I saw it in the theater. I liked it. I think. And then every once in a while, it's one of those movies that comes on that's so forgettable that it feels like you're watching it for the first time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. So I've seen it a bunch. Um, in fact, when I started watching it again for this, I forgot how it started. I I don't remember that first 20 minutes before it gets to Ashley Judd. I don't remember it. I thought it kicked off with her escaping, so I was wrong. I I, um, I, find, I find it super necessary. The beginning? Yeah, huge. All right. Well, let's talk about the plot and let's get into it. Let's do let's do this. So there's at least a guy out there who is grabbing girls and capturing them and f- fucking them. And Alex Cross, played by Morgan Freeman, is a super brainy guy whose niece gets fucked. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. Okay. That's and- definitely that's you can he, definitely sum it up that way. It chills him to the bone and he goes after the guy. But not before talking a woman out of a out of a, out of a suicide. Yeah, so they want to establish his bona fides at the beginning. So they put him into a situation where a woman has killed her husband, an abusive husband, and then she has a gun to her uh you know, inside of her mouth. She's gonna kill herself. And um Margaret Freeman sweet talks her out of that <laughs> by saying you know, you're abused. I could probably get you out of this. This guy was a douche. Justified homicide. He talks her off the ledge. Actual quote right? from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, she hands him the gun and he decks her. <laughs> no, but he it's a whole thing where you it's introducing his character because he's got uh, some compassion for victims, you know, obviously. And then he finds out that, you know, his uh, his niece, who he said has been abducted. She hasn't been, at least she hasn't been seen for four days and it looks like a kidnapping and he freaks out and he travels to the, the, the love, the lovely area, like remote Virginia, right? Research triangle. That's North right. Carolina. Which that's right. He's from Virginia yeah. research mm-hmm. triangle. Actually, I used, to, I used to be part of my turf, my territory. Did you ever get there? Yeah. Oh yeah. So then did you ever go do the, Kiss the girls tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hot. It's hot air balloon. Yeah. 
did you uh did they have a statue to carry elways no and it actually doesn't it doesn't leave the tarmac <laughs> anyway so let's talk about the cast so we got morgan freeman we got ashley judd and then let's talk about some of the special folks that you 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 that that you prize, that you love to see their names pop up in films, especially you. J.O. Sanders. Let's start with the best. J.O. Sanders. Yes. Incredible actor. And he is, uh, plays a, um, I guess, a friend of Alex he, He's an FBI. FBI. And, he, and he's a big, and he's a big character in the books, I read. Yeah. Um, seems like Craig or something. I don't know. Who cares? But J.O. Sanders in this. Yeah, and and uh, if you guys don't know J.O. Sanders, he's one of the greats. Great character actor. He's in a lot of movies. He's in JFK. That's where I fell in love with him. Uh, he has a fast food chain that's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> what do you think that O stands for? Do you think it's just O? Oh, it's orgasm. <laughs> Orenthal? It's actually Olcott. Olcott. Is it really? Yeah, J. Olcott Sanders. Damn straight. Is he still killing it? Is he still out there killing it? Oh, yeah. Is he quarantined? Folks, is he... you want to add a visual to your uh, movie microscope, mm-hmm. go to the uh, IMDb, IMDb page for him, and it looks like they surprised him with the photograph. Like he was looking at child porn, and they walked in on him. That's that's how he looks. Yeah, he was on Manhunt and Sneaky Pete. He's still killing it. Yeah. Although he's not a big enough actor to where they'll list his upcoming roles. That's always like one of the litmus tests I have. Are you a big enough actor for IMDb to be listing your future work? No. Did you check out his picture on Wikipedia? No. It's even it's even more incredible. Okay, the first the first surprise is that he has a Wikipedia page. Check out that pic and then look what's heavily featured in the pic. That's a that's a Wikipedia first for me. Okay, it it took me to Big J Okerson. <laughs> J Olcut Sanders, look at him. Uh, his Wikipedia, his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, proof that he's never been here. I think he can edit his picture, but it features. It, first of all, he looks like he's about to get um, disintegrated by a Martian, and then uh, and then he's got a huge water bottle like. <laughs> The shots. He, you know that picture must have been taken at one of the grand openings of one of the O Sanders restaurants. <laughs> have you have you been to to an O Sanders? I haven't been there for a few years. I got yeah. I got food poisoning. Yeah, from yeah. the red beans and rice. Yeah. Now he he does a he does like a, a lobster tail where where <laughs> it has a. It looks like there's a volcano with shit coming out of it. And it- <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I had the, I'm sorry, I had the red beans and O rice. He's got to put a jam of O in every one of those. Um, and his, uh, and their slogan is, we're going to get, we want to see your O face. <laughs> yeah, he's a, uh, but he's a prolific a prolific actor. He's in this. He's in Kiss the Girls. I cannot believe that picture on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I mean, I hope that would it be amazing if he was that cool that he was like editing that picture into his into his shit, like into his profiles, you know. <laughs> God, I mean, I thought I had a winner with his IMDb page, and then you fucking absolutely <laughs> hammered me with that. <laughs> um, but so so then we also have the uh, uh, the legendary Bill Nunn in this from like Do the Right Thing. Um, great voice, the actor with a great voice, no longer with us, sadly. Yeah, he died. Uh, Carrie Elways from everybody remembers from uh, Crush, and then sometimes they remember him from Princess Bride and um, Twister. He was in Twister, played a bad guy in Twister, right? He gets yeah. uh, he, he gets sucked up by the tornado at the end. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Plays a uh, he always plays like um oh he's in Saw too. Yeah, he was in yeah. So, but okay, so oh and, and oh we forgot one. Well, no, there's there's a movie Microscope Legend, Mr. Brian okay. Cox, Mr. Brian Cox, and then you he's have in this. Piven, Jeremy Piven in this, and, and Tony Gold, Tony Goldwyn. Richard T. Playing A. Richard T. Jones and 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 Tony Goldman is playing A. Uh, the other anyway, let's we'll talk but about. But there's that, also but. another person who's in it that I don't think gets enough respect in film in in film and TV history. Okay. Roma Roma Mafia. You like her? She's the same exact. She has never looked different in ever in a film. It's it's almost she's like always- they. They keep her in storage and then they put her in a movie and then they put her back in storage because she has never not looked exactly like that. But she's always reliable. And there was like a three-year period or like a five-year period where she was everywhere. And then they she must yeah. have they must have lost the key to the storage room. She uh, always like a very commanding presence on the screen. She always playing like a like a figure of authority and uh, or authority figure. And uh and her name is just that's a that's a that's a name, you know what I'm saying? Do you think yeah. she picked that? Yeah. Yeah, I think this. Did you see it came with her birth, or did she she picked it later? That's what I'm wondering. I even I, I don't know if she, I, I'm afraid to think of what her trivia page would be like. Uh, no, it's her real goddamn name. Are you serious? Yeah, that's two F's for Mafia, though. Yeah. so don't get too excited. Still working. Um, She's on billions. I don't remember that. Was she really? Uh-oh. Recently, this season. Okay, let me take a step back. Yeah. She has an upcoming project, so she's big time. Let's hear it. Oh, it doesn't matter, but it's called uh, Leave Not One Alive. Hmm. Oh, it's the new Jordan it's the new Jordan Galland film. Yeah. <laughs> Billions, huh? I don't remember from Billions at all. Are you sure she was on that? Yeah. Jake hmm. Weary is in that movie, by the way, if you need to know. Um so I reckon. We're talking about a lot of classic actors, you know, your quintessential nineties crew. Um, it's, it's, like, so the, it's perfect. Yeah. Go ahead. It's got a great cast. And so then, and Ashley Judd, so well, she plays a like pre-med student. She's like interning uh, there. This is a college town and she uh, unfortunately gains the attention of a serial kidnapper named Casanova. Um, and she is one night kidnapped in her house now. So, and, and taken to his lair. So Ashley Judd, I kind of loved her. The reason I probably saw this movie is because I loved her in that movie, Ruby in paradise. Do you remember that movie? Of course. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. 
she was super cute in it and that was she was like a it was a big movie because she was basically super pretty in it <laughs> and um that's the movie about his vacation before he kills oswald right um, I don't remember much about the movie, but she was kind of hot off of that. And she got a, I think she got a couple movies just from that. And then I think Harvey Weinstein like derailed her career because like, he's, you know, like a complete asshole, obviously. But I think that that came out last year. She, she was like one of the first people that came out or if not the first person that came out with allegations against him. Um, she's, what do you think of Ashley Judd? I mean, she, she she's uh, and actually she's been gosh she's been doing it forever. Um, I like her. You know she's completely. You know she's capable of massive whiffs and she's capable of being quite good. I, I've never I've never seen a string of her stuff to where she became anything that was worth following though. Like I like a time to kill. Obviously, Heat's a classic. She's not she's not one of the better things about it. You know, but she's kind of been just one of those people that's survived. She's made it through. Um, a very natural long, a long natural career, natural. yeah, a very long career, and survive. And she's aged well, which is something that's helped her immeasurably because that's the kind of thing she comes from that era where the, a lot of her her peers have been abandoned by now. She's she showed up in a new season of uh, Twin Peaks or the, a couple years ago too. She, I think she's pretty good in this. Like I like her in this. There's just a couple spots where she really overdoes it, and you're like, yikes. But you know she's also new to the acting game at this point. I think so. No, she, this uh, is like look at look at her. She's been doing it a while when this came out. She really? Been, yeah. Like, how, how, how far away from Ruby and Paradise was this? Quite a distance. Talking. Quite a distance. So really, yeah. So she between okay. So Cuffs, Ruby and Paradise. She'd done Natural Born Killers, Smoke, Heat, Normal Life with Luke Perry, Norma Jean and Marilyn. Remember that Time to Kill. The Locust, and then Kissed a Girl. So she had done. Yeah, some of those were small films. roles. Actually, Normal Life is a pretty good film. Did we talk about that before with Luke Perry? No. It's actually kind of worth checking out. That's that's a, that's a pretty good movie from what R. I remember. R.I.P., yeah. Um, Super dead. John McNaughton. Wow. Like him. Um, doesn't she play? Isn't her character's last name in this McNaughton? No, I don't think I so. Think it, it's, it's a, I think it is. McTier- it's McTiernan. Right. It's Kate McTiernan. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So she gets. So let's talk about her, the kidnapping scene with her, which I thought was. So what did, do you, you, do you take notes or no? I, I, d- I took notes on half the movie. Um. So. But yes. <clears throat> one of the well, best are, fish, fish tank ambush scenes I've ever seen. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. So first of all, the movie starts out with Casanova. Um narrating to somebody telling someone it's his origin story about how he used to live inside because I lived in the attic of these, the house with these two young girls in it. You know, that's how he got it started. And he's talking about kissing the girls really overwritten bullshit, but it's awful. But they remind me a little of our hero hider in the house. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so then, so then Casanova later is, walking one of the girls, he has a very strict set of rules and he, and this girl broke him and he's walking her through the forest and she's begging for her life, which is awful, obviously, but you late, they ask cross later, they find her body and she's tied to a tree. Well, I was going to ask you, did the begging work? It did not. And so what Casanova does is he, and his name is Casanova in this, like that's this, this, this killer's name. Um, 
he ties these women to trees and then leaves them there, there to die for the elements to kill. Right. So um, I thought it was very odd. They have a scene, the crime scene uh, and Morgan Freeman stumbling through it. And there's these, there's a woman with a sheet over her. Like, you know, and the, the whole thing is, is this his niece? This is niece, is his niece going to be under the sheet? Um, and there's dudes taking pictures of the, sh- the, the sheet. Did you notice that? Like, so this one, it's covered, it's covered up. And then the crime scene experts are taking photos of, of this person that they obviously put a sheet over. Right. You Do don't you know what I'm Yeah. That's why they can't solve the crime. <laughs> They're like, we can't, we can't like, identify the victim. It just seemed like such a bizarre, like. Like I get that why they put a sheet over her. Like maybe they wanted to give her, you know, the victim some, um, you know, some dignity. But the fact that they're still shooting photos, did they not get the message? Some like, of Freeman's best acting, and he's considered one of the greatest actors there has ever been. Some of his best acting is looking concerned that it might be his niece when the victim's obviously Caucasian hands are hanging out from under the blanket. Well, then he—that's when he realizes it's not. But he. That she that that he can breathe a huge sigh sigh of relief is just another dead woman, right? Um, that he's not connected to. But what I thought was interesting about that scene is that I don't think I've seen like a crime scene that well represents as John Claude Van Damme traipses through the crime scene and Hard Target. Would you agree? I could not agree more. That's what I was thinking about the whole time. Um, Alex Cross, like. They automatically, the, the cops at the scene automatically are mad. They're like, back off, Alex Cross. We know you're a genius. We know what you're going to do. But this is our scene. You know, don't get too involved. Brian Cox, like, Cox, like threatens him. And you know what's, what's going to happen. He's going to solve the crime, right? It is definitely written as if it's written by somebody who has never understood how police works. Because he gets away with fucking insane shit. And he gets instant access to shit with no reason or rhyme. And he does nothing to prove he's a genius in this movie. Well, that that's the thing that cracks me up is they give him all this resistance, but at the same time, like he's got full access. Like you said, they get, they hand him the keys. Like he's, he's got his own space in the station. Like if they're really trying to throw stuff in his way, they're not doing a good job, you know? And another thing is no one in the, everybody in the, that's working on the case doesn't do their job. So just so Alex cross can come in and do his, you know, so like the woman that when Ashley Judd, like they do tests on her when she breaks free, we'll get to that scene, but like he, it's up to him to figure out what drug the killer used and how important that is. Like they, they can't figure it out. Only Alex cross. And the film has got such a massive erection for, for these red herrings by trying to make all these particular characters look like the villain that it forgets to be coherent sometimes. It's it's really... So, how many shots it, of, of those guys looking menacing, uh, the way that they cut the film, it's almost as if they intentionally cut the film to um, to make Carrie Elwes look innocent next to the, the other dude. Because they, right, they, they, so, they'll show a shot of him, like uh, Carrie Elwes doing something meaningful, and then they'll show the other dude making an evil look almost every time. Yeah, so that's the thing that cracked me up is... Casanova, like when he kidnaps his victims and then he, he does abuse them. He does, he does rape them and he, he's an awful person. He keeps them in this like really done, like this dungeon. It's kind of neat down uh, there. Actually. I like it. (laughs) 
And yeah, Ashley does got a nice space down there. Um, but you know, it's, he keeps his mask on and he changes his voice. Like his voice is manipulated. So you don't, it's like, he doesn't let his guard down down there. You think that once he kidnaps these, uh, ladies, he, he'd take off all the masks and stuff, but he doesn't. And it's just because they don't want you to know who it is to uh, us to know who it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, Although um, I, I could tell Kariowicz's penis from a mile away. Um, did you know that that weird voice that Kariowicz does? You know that t- it's Tony Goldwyn's voice. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah, I didn't it's a zoom. So Tony Goldwyn also play. He plays a right like a partner. A, you know, bike. They have a bicoastal relationship. He's out on the West Coast, and he's doing like serial killer type shit out there. And they they're corresponding these two killers. Um, and it's pretty boring. <laughs> I think it's a bad part of this movie. So, um, so anyway, let's talk about her kidnapping scene. You, do, you do you think he that. may have um, read Thomas Harris? I think so. That's what I'm saying. Did this movie come? Did this get greenlit because Silence was such a huge hit? I mean, this is like well, the, the, think this about is, the wake after Silence. Think about the wake of serial killer between Seven and Silence of the Lambs. Man, that thing went seven on for was two before, decades. Seven was before this too, right? Seven was like, no, I think seven, well, around the same time. I would say yeah. seven was as much a catalyst stylistically for most of those as, as anything was. But yeah. um, a lot of great ones, huh? A lot, so many good ones came out. <laughs> well, Ashley Judd was in a lot of them, right? She, didn't she have like a street? Wasn't she in? She was another movie. Of Double Morgan Jeopardy. Is that what it was? Yeah. She was in Double Jeopardy. It was Tommy Lee Jones, I think. That was it. It was, it was bottled heat if i remember correctly but um oh yeah so this is yeah there's just a bunch of weird dumb shit but so the thing i gets- hate is is how much effort they put into i think they spend too much time with ashley judd's character um with the with the kickboxing and with with all that shit i mean well they i think they, 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 they short shrifted a little bit they they want to show you that she can fight back and they do they go out of their way to and they do that well, by she, showing her lose in a fight they want it's like they paint her they try to paint her as less of a victim like they like they make go out of their way to make to like you know that she wasn't violated and that you know she can fight back it's like they're like they're like yeah, ripping the other girls like they're like oh you these these other victims they didn't put up enough of a fight they you know or something it's such a dumb thing to like try to make, to separate her out from the other victims. You know what I like to but, see? Yeah, like to she's see. also like, she's also like, remember she's older and she's like uh, a doctor. She's smarter. You know, it's just, it's weird. I like the fact, and this is the, there's a film I'd like to see. Cause you know, one of the things that we, we notice is, is the killer uh, will, he'll have Morgan Freeman's daughter play her instrument for the other girls. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that each of the girls has a special talent that they all have to sit and endure. You know, like, well, like, like the rest of the girls. Yeah, yeah. Like one of them is like really good at like fucking, you know, jump rope and she'll just yeah. jump rope in front of them for a couple hours. And then there's one that's like does Sudoku fucking super quick and they'll all throw her a puzzle and she'll wail on it. You know? <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other cool activities? Some of the captured raped girls can do. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, maybe juggling. You can right. juggle. Right. One's a juggalo. I get it. Okay. What about some of the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Um, he pants through the cells and there's a girl putting put her face paint on. 
I'll be ready in a minute, Casanova. Next to Ashley Judd He sure has a lot to say Thank you James Patterson But it's worth the toss to watch Alex Cross star in Kiss the Girls J.O. Sanders Carrie always Brian Cox Tony Goldwyn and Bill Nunn Only tips of the iceberg Take it from me, just trust Morgan Free, go and rent, kiss the girls. Sha la 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 la, my oh my, he makes his victims cry, it's all in, kiss the girls. Sha la 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 la, ain't you glad, Tyler Perry's bad, he ain't it, kiss the girls. Casanova's got the urge No time will be better His needle's full His libido too But he gets jacked and kissed the girls They're dead My oh my He makes his victims cry It's only kiss the girls Ain't you glad Tyler Berry's bad He ain't kiss the girls Can you di- can you approximate his voice? I was trying to do it earlier. No, and it's so anno- it's so annoying. It's, like put up, it's put upon for sure. It's it's you know one thing I I dislike about this movie because I, I, I think it is overstylized. I think it's got some good twists and turns, and it's kind of fun to watch. But it's overstylized. It's, you know, at the end, it's doing like some like deep focus shit that doesn't matter. It's stupid in the kitchen. But um, do you remember that? Like it's anyway. So. But the definitely his voice is annoying to me. Like this kind of detached, like poetic voice, and all the killers, and all the suspected killers. So there's a professor too that has this your favorite interrogation scene that's ridiculous. But there are all these like very like studied, uh, literate, um, you know, poetic bad guys, and it's just such a stupid. Like all of them are fucking insane. You know, like. It's just so stupid. Um, can we get like a, can it be like a, you know, they get two learned guys and then there's like a Billy Bob idiot. That's yeah. like, I was watching cheers reruns when I wasn't, you know, like yeah. just something, you know, something there. Anyway, so play that fiddle again. <laughs> 
I wish she knew the guitar, but fiddle will do. Um, could you talk a little bit about Ashley Judd's kidnapping scene, which takes place in her home? Her very uh, nice home, very spacious. Yeah. It reminded me of like uh, the sleeping with the enemy oh, home. But the Here home that Julia Roberts that Julia Roberts runs to in that movie. Yeah. The second home. Yeah. The less the less uh you know elegant, but still you know, roomy home. Let's talk about that kidnapping scene. Well, apparently he knows where all of her pots and pans are. That's a big thing at the end. <laughs> it kills me. Well so at the end at the end is that so at the end she's Carrie always is the killer and he's a cop and he's in her house at the end when everything seems to be resolved. And, um, she doesn't know. She just thinks he's a cop and she, he's, she's cooking and she asks him to get the colander out, but he already is getting it. He knows where it is. <laughs> and she looks at him like, that's weird that he would know where that is. You know what else is weird? Uh, it's what? weird that, okay. So let's, let's take a step back in time. This movie takes place before cell phones were everywhere. And, okay. and landlines were a thing. There's a secret that you don't know about landlines. There's more than one in a house. And if you cut the cord of one, all the other ones are fine. They're fine. <laughs> well, maybe he's just trying to cut that cord so she can pick up the nearest one. It's, you know? It ain't working. But okay, so so she's sleeping. She's having a super hard dream. And um, she hears a sound mm-hmm. of something happening in the home. And it's weird because yeah. the way that, yeah, you see the way it's shot and they, they keep cutting away to various things. And it seems like maybe she's like a, a, a visitor in the house almost where it's a huge family house where multiple yeah. people are. And, and and when you're watching it, you're thinking, oh, are they start setting it up to where you think he's going to pounce on her, but instead he's going to get her roommate or something. But no, she goes looking for this dude and then he comes out in the most generic, obvious way. But it is kind of fun. She, she she kicks his ass a little bit. She gets away. Well, so so they 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 spend a lot of time showing what she's doing before bed. And one of the things she's doing is she's feeding these fish, which um, <laughs> the fish do the fish do not look interested in the food. Did you notice that? Yeah, the fish were not having it. it was, it's like they they weren't serving. She wasn't serving the right flakes. Right. I don't. Do fish have opinions on food? They do. Yeah. And so it can can you like sprinkle in some food that they might not like and kind of what what do they do they just don't nip at it right they'll let it just sink to the bottom for the uh other guys so yeah, i so get that what, but what probably they probably that was probably take 86 and the fish were about to die <laughs> well the fish i at one point if you look is it i think what they want you to focus on um is her emotions of of of, of caring for the fish and, and her memory very parental freedom. yeah Right, and so you're supposed to focus on her, but if you look at the fish, you see them rolling their eyes. Did you see that? Like they were like, I did not. Yeah, as if to say, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm full. No thanks, ma'am. You know. Yeah. And um, uh, so anyway, she so she heads upstairs, goes to bed, and she does something in the bed that I would do, which was if I heard a sound that was scary and I thought someone was in my house, I would also put the sheets over my head and not move. That's I, exactly she, what I would do. And she keeps waiting for the sound to go away and it just gets worse and she just stays put. That's what I would do for sure. Yeah. She eventually has to, she eventually has to, cause it sounds like he's like making an omelet. She has to like get up and, yeah. and she did, she, 
she what the problem is she locks herself in her room that he's in. That's a big mistake. Yeah. And so then she gets away, but what does he do? He has a fucking the old fucking standard has a, <laughs> a fish tank blocking the bottom of the steps. She's she's booking she's booking ass out of the house and she collides with that fish tank. He put it in front of the stairs. Do you know how hard it is to move a fish tank? Well, he wasn't exactly being quiet in there. She she heard him do it, I guess. But I I thought that was kind of a cool move. I got to throw props to the killer here. That's inventive. You know, I think it'd be Um, great if she just interrupted him abducting the fish tank. Did you see what did so they did zoom in on the fish gasping for air and I thought they looked relieved. Is they're like they're like embracing death because they don't have to eat that generic food she was serving up again. Yeah. You know, no more of that shit. Yeah. But um anyway, I thought that was Did you stay through I the credits? What? It said three fel- three fish were slaughtered during the making of this film. <laughs> did you see they focused a lot on the one toy in that fish tank? The bubbling treasure chest. Of course, it's it's symbology. Now, did you do you have you have a lot of like you love fish, you love amphibians and all this. You have a lot of animals, right? And rep whatever. You have a snake, don't you? Yeah. You have fish. Of course, I have a billion. Do you have um? Do you have a bubbling treasure chest? No, I love those things. Um, but I the treasure chest to me is just goofy because you just don't see that too often. Yeah. Do the to the in the, the top moves up and down. Yeah, I've got. Um, why is it? So what you do is, is you, you use airline tubing and you attach it to a compressor, and it sends air. It's supposed to be good for the fish. A lot of fish will stand above it, and, and it'll get it'll clean their scales. It feels nice to them. It's a big part of the fish tank. But I, I just think the treasure chest treasure chest thing makes it look like some bad pirate movie or something. So I have actually I, have I, a in my saltwater tank. I've got like a judge's chamber. Uh, where the judge sitting in there that, that bubbles. <laughs> well, I saw the one that you, uh, I thought what I was thinking about getting you for a gift, and I guess I'll spoil it on the show, was I was going to get you like a, to put down there instead of a treasure chest, like a Bitcoin printout of all your, like a Bitcoin Excel file. Okay. And that, that bubbles. Okay. Isn't how Bitcoin works? I think Isn't so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just kind of jot down your numbers, keep them on file. I don't know how it works. Um, you can you can cut that out. Um, so she gets kidnapped. She gets taken to his lair. I'll say it again, and she's not happy about it. Surprisingly, he's drugging her. Yeah. He's sweet talking her. She's terrified, but she also starts to. He he lays down the law. He says you can't break the rules. You can't yell. You have to be nice to me, all that stuff. And so she immediately, when he leaves, starts calling the other girls' names. Like, or he's she's like, Is anybody out there? Right. They're telling her to be quiet. He'll kill her. And she also starts doing an old boy shit. She starts to like kickbox in the room. That's you know, that like, scene is ridiculous. First of all, mean? she it's ridiculous. Oz, oh my god, this cat. Um she's got a fish tank cut on her shoulder too, right? That he's dressing. Oh hi, Oz. <laughs> He's like the new brown wall because we don't have a brown wall there, so he'll be the new brown wall, right? Oswald. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the scene where she's fighting could she could not look less effective. But what I don't understand is why does she get sick from the food he's given her? Is he putting some shit in there? Some aphrodisiacs? What's he doing? What's going on in the food? 
Oh yeah, because she takes a bite and she throws throws out. I think he's just bad at making sandwiches. I don't think he was putting any poison in there. Maybe he did drug it. I don't know because he was mad because she did break the rules, and then he does march like he he starts to threaten her. Who knows? It's confusing. We didn't talk about this. Her kickboxing instructor. What about him? Billy Blanks, my man. Yeah. Pataibo guy. He's a piece of shit. What do you mean he's a piece of shit? Infomercial douche. He is, but he, he's in Kiss the Girls, my man. <laughs> and he's got a good name, Billy Blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Except he can't father children. So it's kind of yeah. it's unfair. But that is unfair. The uh yeah, so she yeah, so the big deal is God, this fucking cat. Uh he's like just he's participating. He's in the shot. I gotta take a picture of that. By the way, in the kickboxing scene when she's training, she has a sparring partner, and he is such a mega douche in this. Yeah. Like he is he really is like mad at her and, and kind of hurts her. And and, he, his, and they introduced that friend who we never see again, her buddy that's in the kickboxing thing with her. They allude to some great friendship and she's never seen again. Yeah, they, they take a sauna together and she gets she gets her wiki feet shot in, in the sauna scene. Did you notice that? I did not. I earmarked it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't go to wiki feet to look at it up, but I'll follow up yeah. and let you guys know. Um, uh, another thing I love about, about Alex Cross is everybody is like, this guy's a killer. And Alex Cross is like, I don't think so. He's a collector. Yeah. And he says it like collector. You know, yeah. his like Morgan Freeman accent. Where is it from? Where is he from? Freeman? Where's that? Yeah, where's his accent from? He's got a strange accent. Nowhere good. Probably like Indiana or some shit. I'm gonna look him up. But he's got like a very like it's almost like a stage, like a Shakespearean type. Like he's got, you know, Morgan Freeman. Let's look him up. He's shit. Oh, his, it's I got his wiki feet, wiki feet page came up immediately. <laughs> um, he was born in. By the way, he's eighty-two years young. He was born in Memphis, so he's a little southern. Like he's that's kind of it. He's got like a southern gentleman thing kind of going on. I think. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Do you see who showed up? Tracy Walter shows up in this. I can't believe it. Bob the Goon in this. Yeah. Shows up as like a, as a uncredited as like a bookseller. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Slinging James Patterson tales, I guess. I wonder Um, if that's what's going to show up uh, during the in memoriam for him. Oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to zoom in. I think Casanova, he puts a, he puts a book on her bedside. Oh yeah. I I think I saw. Do you know what it was? Yeah, I, hold on a second. I did. I, I couldn't believe it. It was uh, No Country for Old Men. I think I, it's either that or All the Pretty Horses. Yeah, it was. It was All the Pretty Horses. Is right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. <laughs> and she was like, "Look," in that deleted scene, she was like, "Look, this. I'm frightened. You kidnapped me. You violated my life. You've upended my life. But thanks for the book. I haven't read this one. Right." Oz in the camera here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she ever made, that's the one kind of question. That Did she finish it? Yeah. Did she finish it? Yeah. She didn't seem like she was there very long and she, she gets out. She escapes. How does she escape? Okay. So she is, she fakes 
having issues, and then Casanova comes to deal with her, yeah. and then she fa- food issues. Yeah, yeah. She, was he about to give her a shot or something? Well, he was mad at her. She broke the rules. Yeah, and he was going to punish her. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had a, he had a, he had a shot out. He had his little syringe out. It's got it's got one of those those quintessential. How the fuck does she get ahead of him running away scenes? Because mm. she runs, she stumbles, she falls down. He's perfectly fine. He's got clothing on. She's got no shoes on. I don't understand it. But anyway, she winds up at, at in a fugitive sequence where she's at the waterfall. And of course, she jumps and survives. So that's the thing about this movie is that I read the trivia. She wanted to do all her own stunts, did many, but they drew the line at that stunt. Like they put a dude in a wig to jump. But that's a great shot. Like it looks... Paint, it looks I, I think very it, dangerous. It looks very. I think it was dangerous. It looks like he almost like, hits think, the rock. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah. So I. But it's a. I that's see, the shot. I heard they, they they figured that they didn't want to risk anything good ha- you know bad happening, so they used Naomi Judd for that. <laughs> well, um, so that's a that's a good that's a good shot. So she's they, they recover her. She's wet. Yep. Um, well. They put her in the hospital. They can't figure out. With the drugs in her system, Alex Cross, of course, does. And that's how they start to unra- uh, unravel the case or figure out the case. They track this this drug's obscure, sort of, so they can tell who buys it. And then they find a plastic surgeon what's has a, bought a bunch of it. And what's his name? You say it. It's Tony Goldwyn. No, but what's his, what's his dumb name? Uh, uh, Anthony Goldwyn. <laughs> uh, no, his his, the, his character is Will Rudolph. Yes, but, but he's got a serial killer name. I can't. Yeah, the it. gentleman caller. The gentleman caller. Yeah, so just embarrassing. And then of course his MO is different. Yeah. Well, and he then you find him. out that they had some sort of a college relationship or some shit. Yeah, and he like kidnaps women and he like takes their feet. It's a very strange. <laughs> it's it's right. a weird. It's right. Yeah, but when you. Wiki feed has a whole sidebar on this. Um, they don't. They said that they have a disclaimer on this part of the movie. They don't condone it, but they still will include it on the site. But yeah, he's a he takes feet. Do you like Joe, he, Do you like Joe Sanders' little joke? What does he say? Oh yeah, of course. They find what <laughs> the two 11, left feet. They find like eleven feet, and then two left feet, and he goes, "Obviously yeah. not a dancer." Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, it's a, it's a, he killed it. Trivializes yeah. that per, person's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, here's where it kind of kicks into overdrive, if you want to call it that, where mm-hmm. Morgan and Ashley uh, are on the case. They're meeting up with Bill Nunn and, and his partner, Jeremy Piven, and they are going to go figure this shit out. And, yes. uh, and, and the funny thing is, and this is one thing I kind of like about the movie, is they instantly find... Tony Goldwyn's character. They instantly cat figure he's an asshole. Right. Which is good. And he is. Yeah. Yeah. But so they track him down to his remote cabin in in, in Vancouver or something like they, they, he takes a long ride with the woman out there at his house, whatever. And then he, they, they confront him and he gets away. Like Alex Cross gets a drop on him. And he gets away. And then later he gets a drop on him again. He gets away. Yeah. He, he sucks. He he's sucks. a slithery dude. Yeah, but yeah. but I do love the scene where he's 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 in the house yelling and shit. And then he's at his car getting a body bag ready, and he looks and he sees he looks towards the woods where that where they're staring at him, 
mm-hmm. like that little moment. It seems like he's, a, and then he goes back to being a weirdo. But, oh, yeah, but yeah. right before all of that is when Ashley Judd recounts her experience, and that's your favorite part of the movie, right? Yeah, so she, Morgan Freeman finally, like, she's out of the hospital. By the way, she had a lot of flowers in the hospital. She's well-loved, but they never, like you said, she's got one friend in this movie. No, Casanova sent, sent the flowers. Oh, he did? Yeah. I think she got a lot of fan mail. Like, she seems to, like, she thanks everybody at the press conference for sending her a lot of love her way. Her big regret is that she got out of there with her life, but she didn't turn back to try to save the other girls, the other women. And he, she feels terrible about that. And that's how she kind of wiggles her way onto the case. Remember, like, they're going out west, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm coming with. It doesn't make a lot of sense that she would go, but she does go. Um, and they, at this point, I'm coming with. Like, I'm coming with you. Okay. Don't say coming with. Don't start that shit. What does that mean? Did I? When somebody says coming with, I, I want to cut their entire fucking head off. Coming with you. Some, I'm coming with you. Some, not coming with. Some, That's there's words missing. It's dumb. Don't do it. I'm upset. So I'm coming with. God damn it. And then she <laughs> and uh, she does. And then they have a scene when they're driving. I think this is on the way out. But there's a scene when she's talking to him, and and Morgan Freeman has a wedding ring, and he just. He's driving with one hand, and then he's he's holding the wedding rope, and he's he's fiddling with it, with his fingers. Did you notice that? Like he just keeps fiddling with yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, they're gonna go into some sad story with his wife or something. Right. But they don't. He just fiddles with his dumb ring. You know, it's a very strange like. But you know, Morgan Freeman, he'll outthink you as an actor. Well, no, I mean, you know, you know he's a huge Hobbit, huge Hobbit fan, and he he, he insisted on working that into the uh, storyline. Well, he'll say, oh, is this Ashley Judd's scene? Does she have dialogue? But they're going to still remain on me as she talks? Okay, well, I'll just fiddle with my ring as she as she talks. I'll add to this scene. I'll take the attention away. How, how do you think she does in that scene? So anyway, before all this happens, she's in a scene where she's recounting. He's trying to get her to talk about, describe what happened. And she, yeah, she, she cries and she's like, I was in the... What's that? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of acting. And it's bad. It's like it's, having her here. <laughs> you know, it's like she, it's just, it's really bad. Like it's, I feel bad for, cause I know I couldn't do it. Um, But she's cry acting and she's like hyperventilating kind of. And, and they cut to Freeman and he's rolling his eyes like, get it over with. <laughs> but the thing is, we saw all that happen. And it's like that scene was like, it's very uh, tense. So we already saw it. So to hear her recount it, it's it's a bad choice. We don't need her to recount it. He could, they could just cut to that scene and Morgan Freeman was like, well, thanks for telling me everything that happened. Yeah. And thanks for making a point to say that he didn't get in you. <laughs> exactly. So I read this in the trivia is that in the book, she is, I mean, it's gross, but she is like a victim in the book. She does get violated. It is an awful thing that happens to her. I don't, I don't remember and that. This, they, they, and the trivia I read. And, and so in this, they make it a point where she's not. I don't know why. Now, I don't care. It's just a strange choice. Like, I'm glad she wasn't. But why do they you know, Why do they underscore that, you think? I'm sure it was an, an important, important to Ashley. I think, I think it says something about the men that made the film, probably. But, you know, I digress. I, after watching that scene, I really did feel like she's a national treasure. Like You did? Yeah. She should be put behind a wall of glass and strangers should stare at her because she's shit in that scene. <laughs> and I was in a forest. Oh, my God, Oz. God damn it. You're, he's entangled in the wires. What the fuck? You're not smart. Um, 
Did you notice that we didn't mention that Piven when they go out west? Piven's there. Jeremy Piven. I, I did. I did mention. I did mention. Well, but he's. We didn't. He's doing some low key flirting with Ashley Judd. That's his. Could, it's kind of cool. It's kind of delightful. Could not be. Piven, could not be more rebuffed though. Oh, it could not. She's not interested at all, and she's annoyed by him. But I think he's pretty charming in those scenes. He's talking baseball. I know. I do like that. Um, yeah. He's. I, I, my note just says Piven's just happy to be here. You know, you could tell he's just thrilled to have a job in this in this movie. Yeah, and he's lay, he's laying on it. He's doing his Piven stuff, and then he gets shot twice by Colby, Tony Goldwyn. And I'm wrong. I think he survives it. He does. He does not survive it. No, they say I no. Think he does not. Later. He does not make it because later on, Freeman's leaning up against the ambulance, and he asks Bill Nunn how he's doing, and he shakes his head, and then Morgan Freeman goes, "I'm sorry." Right, but the the thing is, then J.O. Sanders later is the berating Morgan Freeman, and he says, "I got a cop that's going to be in rehab for two years." He has to be talking about Piven, unless he's talking about non psychological there. I think he's. I think he's talking about that. Either that, or he, I don't. Think either that, that, or no. Maybe he just has a cop that's in rehab i like there's a line before it when they're when they're in california that freeman's character mm-hmm. mr alex crosses there are about a dozen predators working in california right now uh mm-hmm. that's a low number uh you think so i think there's probably a dozen predators within a five mile radius of any fucking walmart don't tell it to arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> i was thinking about that when he when he said that i was i was i wish i was wishing for a better movie because one Upended his whole team. Thank you. Twelve. Yeah. Um, another scene with Bill Nunn. I actually like the stuff with Bill Nunn and Freeman together, where they're kind of they follow Tony Goldwyn into a bar, and they make right. uh, they make Mister Piven and, and Ashley Judd wait in the car, and they go into this bar, and she's like, what? Basically asking what his qualifications are, and he and he and his nonchalance. He goes twenty years of experience blending in. And then immediately we see they are at least 30 years older than everybody else in the room and the only black people. Well, the, he says that 20 years, that's what Morgan Freeman says, 20 years experience blending in. And then his way he blends in is he plays pool and stares at Tony Goldwyn the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Goldwyn does not catch on. Like he is, he's oblivious. He is as, as, as kind of smart as they try to make him out to be. He is, does not pick up on that tale. It's a, and they tail him for hours, like <laughs> to Canada. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he get, yeah. and then and then uh, they they save that girl, and Tony Goldwyn wins. He wins. He kills Piven, gets away, and then of course uh, he goes to the fucking lair. It's a fucking rookie mistake, just to go straight to the lair. He does. He does go to the lair. Right as uh, right as our our heroes are, are searching the area, very convenient. So yeah, he goes. Well, at first, Morgan Freeman interrogates the college professor. He thinks this college professor is is the killer. Maybe is that your favorite scene the in the college- movie? I hate that whole scene. It makes me so mad because they make this college professor out to be a douche. He's he's like, I like. He has this whole scene where he's like, I like to uh, fuck young women. Like he, he's like a complete horrible person, and he just keeps laying this out, like talking about. You know, constricted capillaries, like he turns the air conditioning down in his college classrooms. Just a creep, you know. And uh, more, it just basically boils Freeman's uh, Morgan Freeman his blood because the guy starts talking about his niece and how hot she is and all this stuff and how innocent she was. 
who would do that? Like if you're under like suspicion for murder, there's no care. There's nobody in the world that would like start like <laughs> rubbing it in anybody's face. Patterson is like just was painting these really strange dudes. Um, yeah. But his name is, what is his name? His name is Wick, Wick Sachs. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that's a scene. That scene was happening. His first name is Wick. My daughter walked down to say hi right as that scene was unfolding. He's talking about fucking young women and she he likes the way so that they're weird. fucking drink his fucking sauce and all this crazy shit. And he's like, he's like all consensual, Mr. Cross. Like he's talking like that. It's just so stupid. It's like, it's a wasted scene. We know that. No, but then it turns out he's got nude photos of his niece though. He does, but he's, but the, it's all consensual. Remember? Like it's all like it's staged and he's like staging these, I don't know, like these Greek paintings or some shit. Who cares? It's just get that shit out of there, James Patterson. It's dumb. Also, the movie's dumb. Is he the most successful writer in the world? I mean, no. I mean, he didn't write Fifty Shades of Grey, bro. No, I'm saying it's probably Rowling, King, and him, right? There's no way that Patterson's even top ten, not top five or top ten. I think he's popular, but. I, I, I think he's probably he you can't he writes a, a, every book all the time, but he also has like a committee, right? Doesn't don't people help him write his books? He's a piece, I think he's a piece of shit. He is, and it's just annoying. Okay, it's, so here we go. You want to hear the you want to hear the order? I don't know. If, yeah, this can't be right. Steve Alton. No, um, they say J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, Ag- Agatha Christie, Dan Brown, Daniel Steele, Leo Tol- Tolstoy, John Grisham, Nora Roberts, James Patterson. Well, I mean, Patterson often gets compared to Tolstoy, I think. They have the same kind of he saw, routine. He saw Tolstoy 3 in the theaters. I know that. <laughs> Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> James Patterson. Yeah, I think he has like a, a bunch of people that help him write. Um, and I, I mean, I don't think King does. Like King is just like prolific as hell. J.K. Rowling as well. But Patterson got, I think he just sits in like a, a, a deck chair yeah. while his uh, minions get to work on his new. Wonder, And he did like a kid series too. For he has, he to I bet there. you he has 200 books. Like the guy is, there's always something with his name on it. And I, yeah, I can imagine his existence is a guy will come up and say, I'm, I'm stumped. I'm stumped about the plot of this new movie, this new book. He's like, have you considered mm-hmm. a murder? Oh, and then the guy leaves. And then he comes back. He's like, I, I don't know who the killer is going to be. And then he goes, uh, close your eyes and point. And then, and then he goes back to well, the margarita. So that's the thing is that in this movie, the, Morgan Freeman is working alongside Carrie Elwes, who turns out to be Casanova. It turns out to be the killer. He's a cop. In the second movie, Along Came the Spider, that was like the follow-up to this with Morgan Freeman. He's working with uh, a woman, a security guard at the school. She turns out to be the killer or the kidnapper. Like he's always working alongside the the bad guys and he doesn't realize it. You know why? Because he sucks. He's not that good of a detective, I think. He sucks. Um, and, and if I remember correctly... In the Tyler Perry version, the guy is a fucking rock star. Like he, the killer, yeah, he's solving crimes like before the killer even thinks about it. Yeah, he's like a he's like Minority Report in them. No, it's it's maybe Nick. There's like there's like 
Uh, there's a lot of Alex Cross books. I think there's like 30 Alex Cross books. And what he did, he started out where he would name them Along Came a Spider, Jack and Jill, Cat and Mouse. He, Pop Goes the Weasel is one of them. Yep. But later, then he just did variations on Cross, like Double Cross I, and yeah, Cross I, My Heart. I Cross, like yep. Motocross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the People versus Alex Cross. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Three, it's killing three it, cross man. buns. Or not hot cross buns. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck him, man. Anyway, I'm jealous, though. And only two people have played Alex Cross so far, right? The two best. Morgan Free and, and uh, Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who would be another? Who would be like, if you had a reboot? Well, I mean, a little inside baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Lloyd Levin. Right. Had a green light from James Patterson on his. He had an Alex Cross deal with Idris Elba. He had it all together. Everything was all the whole deal was put together. And then Tyler Perry came in and said, "I want, I want," and it upended it. And then they kicked my boys to the curb. I think I've said "upended" like four or five times during this podcast. Let me just say this: they did they did a great thing. That's that is a good choice. They had Idris. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We got Ty- This is going to kick off the franchise. Who can we get to be the bad guy? Who's the perfectly matched bad guy? Matthew Fox. Nailed it. And the funny thing is, is if I remember correctly, somebody I love um, plays. There's like great. Uh, there's great supporting cast in that movie. Yeah, I'm not kidding. People I love. Well, so James Patterson wanted uh, Fletter. Or Fleeter, or whatever his name is, gave the guy who directed this to do that movie. He loves this. Oh my! He loves okay, I'm gonna blow your fucking pants off. We are doing this movie. Okay, I'm just gonna read the entire fucking cast because this is rock solid. Tyler right. Tyler Perry, Matthew mm-hmm. Fox, Edward Burns, oh God. Rachel Nichols, what? Cicely Tyson, Carmen Ajojo. Oh hey, Giancarlo Esposito, John C. McGinley. Jean oh, Renault. Oh, it's huge. And by the way, what was what's so nice? Rachel Nichols. Yeah. My best zoom in. Yeah. Star of P two. Star of GI Joe. Yeah, but she was in P two, which is like the the parking lot horror film, the parking deck horror film. Of course. <laughs> we got to do that. Okay. Of course, P two. You want to see? This is an amazing. I didn't know Wikipedia was a comedy site, but. Budget thirty five million, box office thirty four point six million. <laughs> <laughs> Is that worldwide or in the U.S.? Here, Justin's here, guys. Justin's here. Wants to talk about the internet so box office. Okay. I was always hoping that they would do a sequel to P two called P two two. Did you ever see that movie? No, but I think it would have interfered with with uh, Desmond's uh, fucking golden shower flick. <laughs> parking deck horror Nick. That's it. <laughs> <Parking deck. laughs> oh my god p2 all right so then they uh they they capture cat so they they kill gosh uh, cross kills tony goldwin so they casanova and uh this other whatever his name is what's the killer's name gentleman caller other one gentleman caller they start arguing over the girls and then Casanova, they get in a fight, takes a, she takes a shot at Tony Goldman, intentionally misses him. But that's, 
lets Alex Cross know that there's something afoot. And, 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 and Tony Golden's character is excited about something being afoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so of course. Um, that just leads to the end. And, and Alex Cross ends up shooting Tony Goldwyn, uh, killing him. After almost like kind of running into traffic, like he's making all sorts of bad. That's moves. a weird scene. Um, and then so, but Casanova gets away, and so that leads to the ending where the big reveal is that Carrie Elways is the killer, and he's he reveals himself to Ashley Judd at the end. He he's like, um, you know, you're the one that got away. He starts going into his Tony Goldwyn weird voice. It's just <laughs> dumb. But so I talk about how this how it ends well like, what's the I, I do like the fact that there's a sequence where tony goldwyn is ta- is ha- has all the girls out and they're playing music mm-hmm. and it's really weird and then carrie elwes's character shows up and there's like a little little d- debate between them it's actually mm-hmm. one of the more interesting parts of the whole movie and unfortunately there's not enough of it but they have an argument and then the next time we see mr goldwyn he's telling morgan freeman how amazing carrie elwes is You'll never figure him out. He's amazing. So stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the ending, I mean, yeah. I mean, guy gets killed through milk. <laughs> There's a so milk murder. So, so Ashley Judd somehow handcuffs Carrie Elways to the oven. And then he... Not before Carrie not Elways. before touching them boobs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. There's some boob touch. Tony Goldwyn's getting some of that, too. It's very strange. When? In, the, in the circle, he... He grabs. He's grabbing. Um, I don't remember that. He's grabbing. Oh, what's her face? Is the niece? Oh wow! He's all over her. Yeah, he's all over her. So, um, yeah. So he he pulls the oven out, and it, you know, the get then the it breaks the gas line, and then he's got a light. He's gonna blow them up. Like Ashley Judd's all hurt in the corner because she's been she's been beat up by him, and uh, Morgan Freeman comes onto the scene and slashed, pretty nasty knife yeah. wound. Yeah, and so, oh yeah, she gets slashed in the wrist after she handcuffs him. So, Morgan Freeman's like, "Put your put your uh, lighter down, you know, I'm I'm gonna kill you." And then Carol was like, "You couldn't, you can't shoot me, basically, because the muzzle flash will blow this place up." So, what's Morgan Freeman solve for that? He kills him through milk. Kills him through milk, and he does a it's a headshot. Yeah. He uh he shoots a hole in that beautiful brain of his, and then that in, very... instant credits. Yeah, it doesn't stick around. You're right. Um, Ashley Judd had invited Morgan Freeman over for dinner. Yeah, they were gonna fucking toss one. You think so? Yeah. I think there's a little bit of romance. She, there? Yeah, she wanted him around mm-hmm. with the cops outside waiting. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Morgan Freeman looks. He, he apparently, looks he really liked. He likes Ashley Judd, like in real life. Like he thought she was great in this movie, and they worked together several times after this. So, um, he was impressed by her uh, acting. He fucked up, especially when she did the "I was in the forest and uh, he said my name." And... God, holy shit! We need to be in the same room. It's the only way to prevent. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I trapped. I'm looking through uh, her roles and seeing where else she worked with Morgan. High crimes. Nailed it. Boom. But she did other stuff together too. Like 
was some anime. Oh, they did like a animated movie together too. That doesn't count. That does to me. This is so stupid. Do you think that they'll teach her monologue and then that Wick Sachs monologue? Do you think that those are two things you could do in like an acting class? It's, it's, uh, today I'll be doing Ashley Judd's over overacting scene from the movie Kiss the Girls. And, um, and the girl down, down from her is furious because she was going to do the scene from 8 Million Ways to Die, Cotton Candy, The Glow. And she just can't compete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's a, a Alexandria Paul, right? Streetlight makes my. Um, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it's 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 good. You know, it's funny. Let me take its tangent. Uh, so yesterday I watched so a lot of shit, but I watched. Uh, they added special features to the Untouchables on my iTunes. Right. So they had all these vintage making ofs, and uh, one of the things was Brian De Palma was so blown away by Andy Garcia's performance in 8 Million Ways to Die that he hired him for The Untouchables. Are you serious? Absolutely serious. He's great in Untouchables, too. He is great in Untouchables, but I just can't believe Brian De Palma admitted to seeing 8 Million Ways to Die, first of all. And secondly, that that's what said, let me get Andy Garcia instead of... They had a big name planned for that part or whatever. Oh, my God. Makes me happy. Wow. That's the Zoom, by the way. It's an amazing Zoom. And um, he said that's why he hired uh, Roma Mafia for Untouchables because she was going to be in Kiss the Girls later. He was impre- he was pre impressed by her performance. She was <laughs> she, a girl. She was going to play the Mafia. Yeah, she was like, I got to get her in that scene, um, uh, background in the uh, restaurant scene. I don't know. Um, did you did you see that movie recently, Untouchables? I watch that routinely. Yeah, that's it's that's great. always in the rotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old do you think the baby is from that scene? I, probably the stair scene. Rest in peace. Probably. You think? I don't know. It's a cute little kid, though. Wonder what that kid's doing these days. Not acting. The baby. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe that baby caught the bug. You know what I'm saying? And then. Well, go to Twitter and look for at baby from Untouchables and see what he's up to. <laughs> uh... <laughs> At baby. So wonder who it is. Like wonder wonder who that is. I wonder if he's even credited. You know, usually they get twins, right? Like that plays the baby. Yeah. But maybe you know, Brian De Palma lives on the razor's edge. Maybe he just hired a single. You know what I'm saying? A <laughs> like non twin. You know, a lot of people say the reason they get twins is because you have limited hours that you're able to work with a kid. So a lot of mm-hmm. places will use one one kid and then they'll get the imposter and, and let it work another four hours or whatever. But um, right. he was using live ammo. So he really, that's why they had two kids on set. Man, he liked the eight way. So he, that's why he hired Andy Garcia. <laughs> why, why he hire Kevin Costner? Because of Big Chill? No, because uh, he uh, he was recommended by Larry Kasdan. Is that what it was? Yeah, because he had worked on Silverado. Actually, Silverado was what got him the part, he said. And Kevin Costner is great in Silverado. Actually. Kevin Costner is one of the under. I mean, he's he's great in a lot of stuff. A lot of people don't appreciate him. Talking about Mr. Brooks. I'm not gonna. I'm. I like Mr. Brooks, but no. I mean, Silverado. He's super charismatic. He's mm-hmm. great in. Um, oh, what's there's another movie around the same time where he was. He, he's great in Untouchables, 
And then right. Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, you know, he's in a lot of he's he's fantastic. He's the only time he's not great is when he's and even even when he has a bad accent, 13 days or even JFK, he's still fucking great somehow. It's not so he's good in, in uh, uh, like uh what was, you know, Rob the Postman. Hood. Yeah. yeah. I have a Postman makes Postman's not that's, that's uh, not his fault. That's just a diarrhea muscle. He directed it. Oh. <laughs> I like that the thing that I think we've talked about this is the thing that bothers me the most in that film and it's a bad film is that Tom Petty plays himself in it and he's a mailman but they, no he's just like a he's like a leader of like a like a, a settlement and Costner's like I don't know he's like I know you you were I remember you were famous back in the day or something and Tom they never tell you it's Tom Petty but it is and he just goes by another name. And so they, they dance around the fact that his this is Tom Petty in the future. And it, it's so dumb. Like, I hate it so much. Um, you, but I do like Tom you Petty. You better like Tom Petty. Yeah, he's great. I just think that's dumb. They should have said he's Tom Petty. Like, Costner should show up to town and like, Tom Petty's the mayor? What the? What? This is great. Well, the cool thing is, is that that tells you that the movie takes place sometime before 2016. Like, well, they couldn't have known, you know. All right, so let's do the work. RIP. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> so you're, uh, oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. I got nothing. I, go I have one more note, and it's a note I've written a few times. Alex Cross is a shit cop. So, <laughs> all right. He sucks. Um, all right, you're at the tattoo parlor. What mm-hmm. a great word. Um, and, uh, the guy is sitting there looking at you with a blank stare. You know, time is a wasting. He's like, I got my, 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 the machine is on. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What and where? So I would, he'd already be working on mine oh. and I changed it up. So I'd, I'd have him be doing the bubbling treasure chest on one of my, on one of my pecs. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And in the tank. Right. And so then I'd, uh, I'd have him, he'd be doing that and he'd be doing the, um, fish food in the tank. Ashley Judd, but I would throw, and so he would be doing all that. I throw him for a loop. Okay, I'd have the fish in there, of course, looking annoyed as well. But I'd say draw her bruised eye, like whenever she comes out of. Yep, she's got that. Remember her? She got that like hema, whatever they call that in the eye. Whenever you get hematoma or something in her eye, and it makes it all big. Yeah, I'd be like draw. I said, like, would you draw her with that that weird, you know, beat up eye? And he'd be like, well, that doesn't take, that's, that's from later on in the movie. I'm just like, I just be like, just fucking do it. You know, there's no rule that I can't do a little mixtape in this tattoo from the different timestamps of the film. I can't jam, I can jam stuff together. And then he'll be like, I don't think I can do that. It's against my, and I'd be like, do it. <laughs> I'm paying you. Right. You know, just do it. And so that's what I would do. What about you? Um, I would have. Um, I would have, you know, like the, like when they're promoting a fight, they'll have those posters and it's split down the middle where you have one boxer on one side and the other and the other. And it's kind of like a title card. It's like a really nice promotional poster. Mm-hmm. So I'd have one of those, like a black and white fight, like a fight card poster. And on the left, it would have Carrie Elwes. And on the right, it would have her, ni- her, her, her pots and pans rack. <laughs> <laughs> Would you put the calendar on there? Of course. Yeah. 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 I would have the date. Yeah, of course. 
I I could recommend a tattoo to you if you would like to reconsider. Uh, what's that? Well, I think you could do like a tattoo of Tony Goldwyn um, looking forlorn and sad. And there's a woman standing next to him with both feet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Both feet on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The funny thing is, is it's ironic. You have a film with Tony Goldwyn and the goldfish lose. Thank you. They do. Yes. You're right. Um, all right. So, hey, look, they just, your bank account just got ripened. Uh, you just got a huge injection of cash from the, from the, you know, theme park people. <laughs> How are you going to spend them coins on your kiss of dark, kiss of dark, kiss the girls attraction? Kiss of dark is a better title. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since that's what I call my nut. <laughs> I would, of course, do the, I would have the, the attraction in an amusement park, the kiss the girl ride where you could just jump off a bank into like a waterfall, you know, like in a wig and actually you have to dress up as Ashley Judd uh-huh. and then jump, you know, like 40 feet. I don't know how it looked pretty high, Nick. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty rough. And then just kind of like skim off the waterfall into the water, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's what I just do that. Like the, this the, just like a, you could do a splash dive if you want, but that's risky, man. You just want to go straight in. You right. Know? Yeah. That's pretty good. I'll do that. That's not that good. Okay. What would you do? Um, I would actually build an adjacent park. It's also a, ta- it's also a water park. And so what happens yeah. is when you come downstream from your park, you go right through the gates to my park and you get, <laughs> and, and you get your ass whipped in a, in a race by a better swimmer. So that's pretty cool. So you would, I would design a death defying kind of like water jumping. You would design a park where you just get beaten by a swimmer. Well, yeah, because uh, remember they, they introduced that character because they're winning in a swimming competition. When when Alex Cross early on is he meets, I guess Richard T. Jones. Is that who he meets? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you you're actually already in the water going downstream from the waterfall. And then you go direct, directly to an Olympic pool where you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> okay. You get the full kiss the girls treatment. Yeah. And then when you, yeah. you get all sopping wet and they hand you a bronze medal and you fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you go and then the, the, my, I would build a, um, a, an add on to your attraction. You get out wet, you enter a makeshift like hospital. Yeah. Right. And they're working on a, a six-year-old girl that got hit by a car. You got my, you've got my you attention. To, and you have to go and tell her family that she's a, she made it. And then they get all excited. But then, uh-oh. But she's she's in a coma. And then the family start to like get upset and sad. And then you have to try to like pull yourself together like Ashley Judd. And then after that, they hand you another bronze medal. <laughs> And I built it a theme park directly attached to that. Yeah. It's called Cat's Catapults, and it shoots the bed with the child deep into the sky. <laughs> she's <coughs> she's not in the coma anymore. <laughs> okay, so, and then it <laughs> and it it I got another. I was gonna, no. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. The Kester Girls experience. Yeah. Um what a good song that was. Um the um 
the uh oh let's see oh it's halloween oh we're it's, doing the halloween halloween and oh you've been god. oh my god you've been like you went to michael's and you've gone to like you know halloween spirit spirit of halloween you've done all of your buying and then you're gonna surface out of your out of your house door ready to go trick-or-treating as oh so such a good question i dress up as the woods and then I have a little action figure um, being chased across my my uh, myself, and then it would have a little recording by it that would be like saying, uh, "Hey, chased me, <laughs> and I fell." <laughs> That'd be my costume. <laughs> that I don't like the fact that you're using the same soundbite from the Nancy Marchand action figure. I don't know. What is Nancy? What is that? <laughs> Livia. I don't even know. Livia Soprano. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Halloween, man. So I, I, I got, I went full prosthetic and uh, I went abstract. I, I hired Tony Gardner to do my, my makeup. And uh, I mean, a perfect rendition, a perfect rendition of J.O. Sanders. <laughs> I mean, with water, the, with complete with water bottle, complete with the giant, like his giant square mouth and his beautiful little curly curls. Perfect. Perfect. Right, and, right. but I wasn't done. I left, no. I left Mark, I left Gardner's place and I went over to Mark Showstrom's place. And I had him build a perfect replica of Carrie Elwes on top of that. So, so I'm showing up at a door. Mm-hmm. I say trick or treat in the voice of Carrie Ellis. And then I shred my face off, revealing J.O. Sanders. And then I say trick or treat in his voice. Now, do you say it in Carrie Ellis's, uh his southern voice? His southern voice. Southern. And then, so you don't do this whole one. Yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize that I, I'm going to give you a little treat? Guess who shows up in Along Came a Spider? I guess is the prequel to this film. Who? J. O. Sanders, my as man. A, He's in the prequel. As the same character? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think they're going to say Michael Imperioli. I'm, I was not going to say that. Um, all right. Um, all right, man. So you've been inserted into the story of Kiss the Girls. A lot of ways that your experience could take shape. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to think here, man, some big shit going on. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's tough one to insert yourself into. Yep. That's a toughie. This is a tough one. Well, they have, uh, you don't know, there's a third serial killer who lives uh, in Canada. And he's called the Weepy Winterman, and he's also in their circle. <laughs> All right, so he's in, he's on the correspondence. Yeah, he's also on dial-up internet, and he's yeah on Compro Plus. I wrote it down <laughs> the app that they yeah. use or the the program they use Compro Plus with two M's. Yeah, and he's uh, he's he's another one. He, he catches them, and he keeps them, and he does his shit. He doesn't. He doesn't make them play music like uh, like Casanova, and he doesn't cut off their feet like the gentleman caller. Um, what I do 
I'm sorry, what my character does. I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I make gelatin in the small of their back. I use the small of their back as a jello mold. Well, it looks like there's one of your pictures hanging on. Uh, there's a picture of a back with like a, uh, looks like what could be a jello mold, a jello thing. Yeah. Is that your, that's your, that's your, uh, I may, I may, may, may have worked his way into it. But man, I got these little tiny cute back shaped cups of jello in my fridge. I slurp them shits. I slurp the dicks out of those things. The girls aren't even that inconvenienced. I don't manhandle them. I just have them stay, st stay still in the fridge for a while. And, and when that jello's hard and I'm hard, they're out of here. Green, purple, blue. I don't care what color the jello is, but I am slurping the living nightmare out of that. Is it, is it consensual? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> are you are you kidnapped? How did you get on their radar? I mean, uh, it is I'm on Craigslist and I'm saying single white male seeks the back of a young lady for jello molds in my fridge. I was talking about how did you get on the other killers radar? Oh. Well, because I, I had a, the first few that I did, uh, I accidentally killed. Um because I, I, I didn't know how to make Jello, to be honest. So I'd be the I'd be uh, I'd be the gardener, like the yard guy for Ashley Judd, and uh, you know doing the landscaping. I come about twice, maybe twice a month, and uh, I get it. You know, do, do yard work, and so <clears throat> so I'd be like after she comes home, and and she, you know, I'm like, hey, you know it's good to have you back. I'm sorry. I heard what you went through. That's rough. You know, that's, that sucks. That's really, that's really, you got kidnapped. That's, that's tough. Um, I would be, you know, mowing, I'd be finishing up and putting my stuff back in the truck and Morgan Freeman's character would grab my lawnmower and finish up what I, what he thought I did not do a good, you know, he would just remow what I mowed to get it right. Uh. You know what I'm saying? And then my character would just breast. It'd be so annoyed. I'd be one of the many characters that is annoyed that Morgan Freeman or Alex Cross is doing their job. And you get pissed at him. You call him Remo Williams. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so then that would turn me into a serial killer. <laughs> I thought you. I, I think you're going to say you're her landscaper, and you're saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what you have to go through. But uh, you owe me for uh, last week. <laughs> That's what I was going to last week. Um, but I would be like one of the guys that my I would I would try I'd be like trying to kidnap uh, people, but I'd always have my lawnmower running, so they just hear me coming from like forever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> but yeah, no. What what was your killer called though? It's not even a killer. What was your freak called? Winter. He's a, you don't remember? He was. No, I remember. Yeah, I remember his name. Yeah, the weeping winter, winter guy. Man. What is it? The winter weepy winterman. Yeah. All right. So, so the island. I think it'd be great if you lived in the penthouse of a high rise, and you look down out your window, and you you hear like way down, hundreds, like a hundred stories down, a faint sound of a lawnmower. The guys coming to the building with his lawnmower, and you you know you've only got like an hour before he gets up to your room. <laughs> It's going up the elevator. Yeah, with um, my answers are not. Good, oh, don't even. I appreciate. It. 
They're so bad. So yeah. you're on an island. Yeah, we're on an island. Yeah. Oh man, it's so it's so good. So you've been tasked. You have you've collected debris from all these films. You have an island that's all to yourself. Many things are there. Um, you know, obviously these these devices that you collect are not meant to help you escape or live a better life. These are just memorabilia from all these lovely films. Right. You've amassed quite a collection. Right. But what oh yeah, yeah. what what from uh, Kiss the Girls is going to make it into your world? I know you're taking that those some of those feet. I know you're going to. <laughs> you know I'm not. That's one thing I ain't taking. <clears throat> Oh, no, what would I take? There's a cool coat that says the FBI ERT on it. What does ERT stand for? Do you know? Emergency Rescue Team. Is that what it I is? No. I think it makes sense. It makes sense. I just never saw the FBI had like a little, like, you know, you always see like, I just never saw ERT before, but I bet that's what it means. I doubt it. Um, let me see. I would take. Honestly, I think I would just take that copy of All, all the Pretty Horses. Oh, I've never read that book. Have you? No. No. Yeah, a little bit of a beach read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little blood stained. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. I still, you know what I'm saying? I'd still have it. I saw a, a nice Easter egg on this, by the way. What's that? When he, she looks at her clock whenever she hears something in the house. Okay. And you know what time, you know what time it's no. up? Your favorite band. What? Three let three eleven. Oh God! I I uh, oh, starting to get. I'm starting to like almost faint. Um, just from the implication. Um, let's see. I got so many things that I need from this shit. Um. All right, I'm gonna um. I'm going to I'm going to take uh I'm going to take half that pool. Yeah. Oh the I'm going to have half, the Olympic size pool. Gonna, it's going to be half Olympic size. I'm going to have half of it. Cuz I You put it why why only half? Cuz I I want I I want to I want to I want to be able to do a lap. <laughs> you can't do it but, a full but, one. Uh, but sense. the cool thing is I have all the swim trunks from all the people at the bottom. So my day starts, I die for those trunks. I wake up, I roll off my leaf, and I go fucking die for them drawers. And each day I put a different set on. You roll, you roll, you roll off a leaf? Yeah, I sleep on a leaf. Like a single leaf? Yeah. yeah. It's a big one. It's yeah. a nice size leaf. I mean, I mean it's, yeah. it's leaf phoenix. No, oh. it's, it's, I, I roll out, I swim, grab some drawers. And patrol, and patrol the island because the water in the sea is, is dangerous. I got my own little fucking pool. So, hey, what do you think? Of the, okay, go ahead. go ahead. What do you think of the name Casanova for this guy? It's dumb. At one point, some character in it says, This guy doesn't know his uh, history, that he's no Casanova. Casanova didn't behave this really? way. That's what, somebody says that. Yeah. In the, yeah. Newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it would have been better. No, I mean, they could have gone with Romeo. That would have been better. Like, Romeo, man. He fucking loves. Because there is death with the Romeo. Um, no, I, 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 the elephant in the room. I mean, obviously, we're doing this remotely because the world is taking a big dump on us. Right. Yeah. And everybody. 
So I was going to say, let's while we're doing these nightmare casts, um, mm-hmm. let's pick uh, let's pick some 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 stuff for people to watch while they're getting through, like legit. Oh yeah, legit. Because yeah. everybody's everybody's boxed in. Everybody's, yeah. Let's yeah. say you got me boxed in. No, and uh, you know, so don't be fucking dumb. You know, give them something good. Give them something good. Give them give them a sleeper, a little sleeper to hunt down. <clears throat> Let me see here. What did I watch recently? Now you go. You go oh. first. You asked. You did this to me last time. I said Safe Men last on our video, but then I realized it wasn't easily available. <sighs> What's something that's floating your boat lately? Well, no, not something I've watched recently. I'm just thinking of something because people tend to get you know, hogtied by what's new and by what's streaming and by what's the new TV series and all that. And I was thinking about get, getting people to dig a little deep. Obviously, Living in Oblivion just hit um, the Blu-ray market, but I, I, I haven't seen it in so long. It may not be as good as I remember. But I would say, and I actually just mentioned this on Twitter yesterday, um, I think people need to see Birdie. I think Birdie's a great, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. movie. And it's uh, it's it was one of is one of the first like adult like a mature drama that I watched when I was young, and it kind of helped shape me a little bit. And I think it's it's probably it's not going to blow anybody's mind, but it's a sweet movie, and it's it's got a great ending, and it's just it's just a good just a good piece of work. And I would say who's the who's in it again? It's Nick Cage, Matthew Modine, uh, uh, and then I forgot the girl. She does a topless scene. I think it's like uh, Leah Thompson or something like that. It's got a funny topless scene because Birdie's this quirky kid and the way that he touches her breast is hilarious. Uh, and it's directed by Alan Parker. And it's, oh, yeah. it's about, you know, prolific Alan Parker. Is he still around? Alan Parker? I think so, yeah. Commitments? Yeah. Midnight Express? He did a lot of like Angel Heart. He kind of jumped genres. Yeah. Angel Heart, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't directed for a while. I think he's, I think he was Hellman. Uh, last thing he did was like an episode of Young Sheldon, <laughs> I believe. Uh, you know what movie I just bought that I'm gonna I'm gonna watch is After Hours, which I haven't seen for years. That's another one that I'm afraid is better in our memory than it is in reality. That's, that's, there's no it's that's such a classic. Plus, you got somebody I'm kind of obsessed with because I was watching old interviews with her was is Terry Gar. She's in that movie. I don't know why, but she's hilarious. No, I'm, I like Terry. I think you're gonna say Roseanne Arquette. No, Roseanne Arquette is in that. Uh, it has a big cast. I mean, an, an interesting cast. It's got like John Hurd, who we like. Griffin Dunn. And Griffin Dunn, who's the star, who's great. And Cheech and Chong, your favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, it's, it's like a, a lesser watched Martin Scorsese film, I'd say, but it's great. It sounds pretentious to say it though. Did you, what's a, what's what'd a, you think of the sequel? What's that? My sweet. I don't. My sweet after after dark, my sweet. Is that what you're saying? Is that what the joke you're making? That's but that's your boy, Jason Patrick. No, it, it is. We're doing that in episode 173. Okay, I'll hold you to hey, it. I've never seen that film. Is it who's that? Is it Rachel Ward? It is. That? Yeah. Wow. Somebody big directed that too. That's like one of those like like a like like a what's, what's the dude that did the fucking uh, Mona Lisa? Neil Jordan. I don't think he did that, but it's. You know, it might not be her. It might be who was Kilmer's first wife? Joanne Wally. I think she might be in that. You looking it up? It was Rachel Ward. Oh, okay. James Foley directed it. Wow. Nice. Director of 
Confidence? Director of? Come on. One of the big Linger. one of the big ones that we've done on here. Oh fuck. Um uh he's well, I can't, I we've done two I don't we've know. done two of his movies on here already. All right, say it, say it, Sam. Fear yes. and the corruptor. That's right. That's right. He did that movie? Yep. Was that his first or something? I hope not. <clears throat> he said some he did at close range, which I loved. But no, after dark, my goddamn sweet. Have you seen that? Yeah, a long time ago. I, I don't yeah, well, let's recommend that. Let's do the official recommend on that. People, get out there and watch After Dark, my sweet. Make that I'm your maroon. They, no, they should watch After Dark and then its sequel, After Dark, my sweet. After hours. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That, that joke doesn't work as well. <laughs> Although they should. <laughs> the, new rule, well, you know, the new rule in sequel should be <laughs> the second film in every series has to be my sweet. <laughs> have you seen jaws my sweet <laughs> they you know you brought up a movie that i'm gonna watch on instagram uh grand budapest hotel and you said you watched that recently or love well it. i mean honestly i've decided after watching it this time that ray finds in that movie is my favorite performance of all time of all time he's in that <laughs> The movie, the movie uh, just. What, 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 what made you decide that? Because he's great in it, but what made you decide that? Um, just the, the uh, there's not a there's not a moment in that film where he isn't just either either super charming, super funny, uh, sad. I mean, like he just does so much in in that movie in the guise of a comedic role, and he's in he's in the whole damn movie, and he just. Especially considering it's Ray Fiennes, a guy that we we don't ever get to see that side of him. Really, what, the closest we've seen, in, like, is in Bruges or Bigger Splash, and even that isn't this buoyant, playful thing that he is. And Wes Anderson right. just happened to be the perfect vessel for him to shine. And uh, I mean, it, it helps that that movie is just stunning. You know, it, you know. And I've been listening to people rip Wes Anderson for his films all being identical, and that movie is so much more than it looks, you know, on the surface. That's a special, special movie. People And Ravolo's, that kid's great in that movie, by the way. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic film. I love Wes Anderson. I get, I guess people think his movies are too twee, I guess, and similar in that they're kind of worried over in the same ways. But, I mean, that's the thing is he, no one else is making movies like that. Why can't, why can't Wes Anderson, you know, like make his, Movies the way he wants to make them, but yeah, people definitely rip his movies all yeah, the time. Yeah, that movie is that approach. That movie is a huge hit. That was another thing is that's a strange film to be that big of a hit, but it made a lot of money. And I could not get um, the line "Gunther was slaughtered in the catacombs" out of my mind. I was like giggling about it two days afterwards. <laughs> okay, that'll be the official recommendation. Though. That's an easy no. I've everybody's seen that. All right, you want more obscure. Is it? Do you think anybody saw that last Spider-Man film? Or what about the Howling, My Sweet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked your first call. I liked your first wreck. After after dark. <laughs> after hours. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm I'm glad to see you. Whatever. I'd be nice to be able to see you in person at some point, but uh, it's getting weird out. It's it's getting stranger and stranger out there. I don't know. We're almost done, right? 
It's almost better. Are we almost great? Do you know what state we live in? <laughs> Georgia is, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. I, I wish everybody luck and, and health. Hey, guys, I all guess. I can say is keep them comments rolling in. <laughs> we are we are furiously refreshing our browsers to just enjoy it. So thank you. We could, we could beg for some comments and some reviews. We should do that. Or you know what? You should... You always put that number up. We should have asked for somebody to call in. Everybody's got more time on their hands lately, so call in. I know. Don't watch the Tiger King. Fucking do us. You know, do us, man. Yeah, do us. I'm looking it up. Tiger King. Isn't that what it's called? The number. The number for the for the voicemail is seven six two four nine nine four eight zero two. And I have a bunch in the old queue. And we we actually recorded our responses to a lot of them, and it it kind of just didn't work. But we'll try again, especially if we have to do this remote thing. We'll just do, you know, maybe we'll do a, you know, we'll break the mold a little bit. But uh, good news, folks, uh, we have some big ones in the queue. Big movies coming up. Well, I think we officially. Let, I think we put this movie to rest. Nobody else ever needs to have a podcast or talk about it. We zoomed in. We uncovered all the meaty details. We just we determined that Carrie Elways was definitely in it, um, and Ashley Judd under overacted in that one scene. Yep, under over. So we we zoomed. Yeah, and and we and we. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say uh, she was not penetrated throughout the story. <laughs> All right, can you stop this recording? I showed you the ropes. 